Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. Yes, it's another episode with your baby girl Onyx here. It's another movie review. And yeah, I'd like to apologize for being like one day late. I was busy with something. I did not really um, arrange my week very well. So I was kind of caught up somewhere else and I couldn't like record there until I came back home. So I'm very, very sorry about that. And I decided to do it tonight because I was looking a little bit tired and because of the series I want to talk about today, I was feeling a little bit like weird but I already felt like I'm already like a day late and that's like not right by you guys so I decided to get my shit together and get right at it so yeah just apologizing for that I'll try to be more cautious of my time or something but just a lot of things are going on this week for me Sha. I hope you guys had a lovely week and I hope you guys didn't have a lovely weekend I didn't really do, I mean, I did a lot this week actually, but I, I didn't really do a lot of movies per se. Yeah, it was just like the series I was seeing. But I have started a new series though. The name of the series is From. It's a horror thriller series. And oh my god, it's so interesting because I, one of my friends has been like, ah, why haven't you seen this? Why haven't you seen this? You need to see this. And I was just feeling like, hmm. I wasn't feeling the vibe, so I started it this week. I started it on Monday, I think, or so. And so far, so good. I love it. I'm ready in season two, but the season two is not complete yet. I think they're just in episode five. Yeah, but season one is ten episodes. And trust me, guys, if you're a horror movie fan, or if you're a thriller or something creepy and horror, basically, Shad, you'd actually love this. And it has a lot of mystery, a lot of mystery. And even till now, I don't even know what's going on. I'm even <laughs> very confused. But it has a very nice storyline, and I'm really, I'm really loving it. So when I'm done with that one, I will definitely talk about it with you guys here. Um, my last episode, I told you guys I was seeing a series, so I finished it. Like it's, it's, it's done. It just, I just saw the, the finale. That's what I want to talk about today. And the name of the series is Love and Death. I gave a little bit of like an introduction about what it is in my last episode. If you haven't listened, please go back and listen to my last episode. Yeah, so it has a wonderful Elizabeth Olsen as the protagonist. So you can tell, like you, you're already like anticipating that, oh, it's going to be good. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. This series is... um. It's a true crime movie. Like, it happened. The story that was told in this series actually happened. And yes, it is crime. So we have a lot to talk about today about this series. Like I said, I finished watching it and I was feeling a little bit crept out. because Not crept out, that's not the word. Like, I was just feeling weird because I got emotional at some point. I was just like, I mean, the fact that it also happened for real was also like, creepy in a way like maybe if you um i was i it was unnerving for me that's the word i just felt you know, weird but i was like i have to talk about this today so that's what we're going to do today 
So sit back, grab your popcorn or your chin or whatever you want to that's around you, your cheese balls. And yeah, we're going to talk about love and death in this episode. Yes, so as I said earlier, this series is based on a true life story. It actually happened. So I'm just going to get right into it. And I would like to say that they really, I mean, nobody was there when what happened happened, but the series really gave it a lot of light and it it really helped with the story. Like, it really told it very well and you can actually imagine what what really happened. And I I, I really feel like they were very close to detail because there were a lot of, like, detailing little things here and there that, that you would be able to tell that okay this is from the real story this is not just like random you get it was really really detailed and after i saw episode one and two i had to like after i saw the first episode i didn't do any research i just like watched it but i think after i saw episode two i had to like do my own research and i kind of spoiled it for myself (laughs) but i just wanted to know what it was really about curiosity got the best of me so i did do my own research and even down to the costumes the glasses the dressings they really really tried to get the exact image of like everything going on so that's what i really liked and i love when i watch something first of all i'm a big fan of movies based on true life story it doesn't really have to be particularly crime even drama whatever whatever true life story that a movie is trying to like portray i'm a big fan of those kind of movies because i don't know for some reason i just like it and i always in my mind i'm always like trying to um compare and contrast the movie and what might have happened in real life and try to pick out those details so it's, it's kind of like a spot for me so that's why i like this kind of movie so yeah they really try to like give a very perfect picture of what happened so that's something so just going to get right into the story <laughs> guys let me just give her this warning this movie contains a lot of blood okay so if you're not somebody that likes blood and the whole blood vibe in movies even if you still want to watch it i'm just trying to let you know what you're about to watch it does contain a lot of blood scenes, a lot of blood scenes. Like I said, it's true crime. So yes, there was killing and the killer and everything. So yes, it does contain blood scenes. Just just putting it out there. And yes, obviously there's murder. <laughs> or as you, as I explain the story, you, you would decide for yourself what you really feel, what you feel really went on. Or after you see the series, then because everybody has like their different opinions. So. So, the incident happened on June 13, 1980. I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th is a day in history that so many horrible incidents and so many horrible events just happened on that day. Okay, so this is one of those days because June 13, 1980 was also a Friday. And I did not grasp that at first because it wasn't even pointed out at all. This is just me personally guessing that. 
when I was in my research, I was like, wait, hold up. I'm seeing 13th and I'm seeing Friday. So this is a Friday the 13th kind of events. And Friday the 13th in itself is a, is a horror franchise. So but you get the point. So I don't want to just put that out before I get into the real story. So we're going to be looking at the life of Candice Montgomery. She is the protagonist of the story. She's a woman involved. She was what you would call your perfect housewife. She takes care of the kids. She cooks. She loves cooking. She loves baking. She takes care of her husband. She makes sure everybody's fine. You know, like the perfect 1980 kind of housewife vibe going on here. And her and her husband and her family, they're okay. She's a perfect neighbor. She She's just very warm and kind and sweet. She goes to church. She's in the choir. You get now, like, you get the picture of how very normal she is and how she's just a normal housewife that loves her kids and loves her friends. And, and this is, like, in a, a small town. So, small town calm housewife that's the vibe we're going with so for the thing for the what happened to happen in the town it was just very odd and very not it does that kind of thing doesn't happen in that town at all so you get the picture of who Candice is she's like the perfect housewife like I said and um I think at some point in her life she got bored that's one thing I think I noticed she wanted more she wanted more. I know the human nature now. Nothing is completely okay. Everybody's needs and wants are insatiable. So she did want more. It's not that she was really lacking anything. But then she actually was lacking in the in the aspect of like her husband. He wasn't really... I mean, he was okay, but he wasn't very attentive to her. And I guess he was just a regular husband. Just comes back home, you know, does regular stuff. He didn't really talk to her. They didn't, they didn't really have that whole connection going on that would, like, thrill everything. He was just there. And she felt very empty in that regard. So she wanted to start an affair. Yes, she did start an affair with a church member and her friend's husband. Now, her friend's name is Betty Gore right and her friend's husband's name is alan gore so i don't know i think she saw him and she fancied him in church and then she started thinking about it she even told her friend about it like her other friend cherry and she decided to go on with the plan she did want an affair with him and she approached him on the subject and then he agreed so yeah this is what happened they started an affair obviously nobody else knew but the both of them and then Cherry, her friend, who also knew. Then she also told she had another friend who was like a preacher that had just gone through a divorce, and the woman was completely against it. And she was like, "No, I'm not supposed to divorce." Candace went along with the plan, and this was just very out of pocket because it's not something she would normally do. So I think that's what even made her want to do it more because it was just like odd, you know. I want to just start an affair. <laughs> you understand? And again, is it like her friend's husband, whose child was her own child's best friend? So it was just a lot of connection. But she went ahead with it nonetheless. The both of them did go ahead with it and they did start an affair. Yes, they did. 
And I think the affair went on for about a month, a year and six months or something like that. And during that time, Betty Gore, who was the wife of the husband that she had an affair with, she was pregnant. And another reason why Alan would have agreed was because him and Betty were having some marital issues. They were having some problems. Betty Gore had postpartum depression, so she was dealing with a lot of depression and mental stress and she'd usually like take it out take it out on him and he wasn't really equipped to really do the whole thing with her so that was another reason why he wanted like an outlet or maybe something else to make him feel better something along those lines too so during this whole time Betty girl was pregnant so i think the pregnancy even made it more difficult for her to be like for people to be around her for her husband to be around her you know, she kept complaining and blah, blah, blah. Like I said, we're having marital issues. So, along the line, they sought help for their marital issues. They went to, like, a retreat or something, and then it worked out. So, after it worked out for them, Alan Gore wanted to end the affair because, at this point, he wanted to focus on his family and really deal with his wife now that they were fine. You get But, according to the movie, though, um, Candice wasn't really, <laughs> she didn't really like the idea, but then she had no option now because she cannot really force the man to, you know, to have an affair with her. And apart from the fact that they were having sex together, they were actually like talking about stuff because I think both of them were coming from a place of need or want or problems with their marital issues. So they were mostly talking about, ah, see what my husband did today or see, my, see, see what my wife did today, you know, that kind of vibe. So, but now that things are better with Alan and Betsy, he wanted to cut, and then he stopped, and then he stopped. So, they did stop the affair, right? And, um, Candice and her husband, Pat, also went to the retreat to work on their marriage, and it was actually working out. So, at this point, everything had kind of, like, settled down. No more affair, no more marital problems, no more issues. Everybody's trying to, like, save their family and be happy and, you know, everything. So it's kind of funny that what happened still happened after the affair had ended like months before it happened, you get. So yes, that's like the background. That's like the background of everything. Then um, on June 13th, on the day it happened, Beth, um, Candice had gone to Betty's house to collect a swimsuit for Betty's daughter because Betty's daughter was staying over at her place. Remember I said Betty's daughter and Candy's daughter were like best friends. So she wanted to take her to her swimming lessons. So she went to Betty's house to collect the swimsuits. And Alan had traveled that morning. So because um, Betty was dealing with depression, like I explained, anytime Alan travels, she gets very, um, not irritated, she gets, she, it triggers her. It triggers her because she doesn't want to be lonely and everything. So Betty, it was already shown that Betty was not in a good mood that morning because Alan traveled that morning and everything. But anyway, Candice came to collect the same suits from her friend now because the thing is that they were friends though. They were very good friends. Like, they were friends. But at that point, nothing had been brought about. Like, nobody had said anything about the affair or anything. Things just ended and everybody, and you know, was moving on with their lives. So anyway... When Candace went to her house to get the swimsuit and everything, I'm not going to give you the whole gist as usual. <laughs> you have to go and watch it to know what happened exactly. But then it was now seen that, oh, Betsy actually knew or knew all this time that Candace has been in an affair with her husband, you get, and 
uh, fighting ensued and somebody got killed. Climax of this series for me would be the trial because um, at a point it stopped being who did it. It now started being why was it done? Because at first now <laughs> nobody knew who had killed Betsy and everything before it eventually okay fine the scandals are killed so why was it done? Was it done because she was trying to get back was it done because she was trying to get back Alan and kill her because of the affair? Was it done because she was trying to get her home or she was tired of her home? Several theories are flying here and there. And like I said, this thing actually happened in real life. Like, it actually happened. And if you want to get a very good image, like I said, just watch the series and you would completely understand. I'm not going to drop the whole gist, definitely. So that is what the story was about. And Candace was pleading for self-defense because according to her story betty was the one that attacked her first with the axe and she was just trying to defend herself she was just trying to defend herself and then what happened happened on the other hand (laughs) betty had like 41 axe injuries so candace had hit her with an axe 41 times so it wasn't looking like self-defense any longer because if you are actually defending yourself from somebody, once the person is down or once the person is down, you run away or something now. But she kept hitting her even after she was unconscious, even after Betty was unconscious. So what was the main reason? Why did Candice do this? And why did she hit her for two one times? And was it planned? Did she plan this with Alan? Because at that point, like I said, Alan had traveled for a business retreat or something so was it planned did both of them plan together to kill the wife and run away did, did it was it something that was premeditated because so many theories like i said the trial is like the climax of the series for me and at first then eh, when i read it i was like self-defense be for real <laughs> you hit this woman 41 times with an axe how does that explain self-defense that was my first reaction to be very honest, I was like, it was just, I just couldn't, it just wasn't making sense, just like how you probably think so too, so that was like how I felt until I finally like watched the series and then the trial was, it was shown how the trial was and what was the reason and everything and it kind of changed my mind a little bit but not completely, I mean, I still have doubt here and there, obviously, but that's how the story was told. So that is, that is, this is like the plot summary of the whole thing. Candice had an affair with Betty's husband, they ended the affair, Candice went to Betty's house to get something, and then Betty gets warmed, she warms up dead, like she ends up dead, and Candice is the one that killed her. So, what is the motive and all of the whole story? This is actually what happened in real life. There is a real life Candice Montgomery. There was a real life Betty Gore. And most of these characters are real or they're real. So them are dead now, that's why. So this is the full story of Love and Death. Elizabeth Olsen played Candice Montgomery. And that man is an amazing actress because like nobody was there now. Oh, even if you were there, like I wasn't there. This is like 1980 and everything. But she was able to capture the moments, 
the, the feeling, the everything was just almost perfect. And that's why I decided to talk about this yesterday because, oh my God, that woman is so good. Like, she's such a good actress. She's such a good actress. And it wasn't only her. Like, the entire cast, it actually now seemed like it was real. Like, it was almost like a documentary, to be very honest. That's how real it seemed. That's how real they made it. So, yes, this is the plot summary of Love and Death. And I completely recommend <laughs> you guys to see it. It might you might feel weird after watching it, just like how I feel. Oh, I felt you might feel a little bit like like I said, true crime. This is how true crime is kind of unnerving because the thought that um, this thing actually happened for real for real can make you feel weird about it. But it's trust me, it's very interesting. It's good. I think it has um seven episodes. Yes, so it's not even like a lot. You can just watch it like in one day. So I completely recommend. That you guys see this series so there are um, some things that particularly stood to me about this series and like I said before the cast was amazing but apart from Elizabeth Olsen the actor that played the lawyer because she, she like i said there was a trial so she did have a lawyer and everything uh, you guys know him tom pelfrey you guys probably know him from banshee or ozark if you've seen any of those um series a very good actor and it, like when he's when when the trial started like i said i really feel like there's no way this thing was self-defense this is just another case of misjudging and everything like the American justice system, Kinnikokin, I was already like ranting, but when I watched this guy, he started convincing me, <laughs> like, he started convincing me that, uh, uh, like, I started seeing it from another, another view, and he was just so good, I think he was even as good as Elizabeth Olsen, even if he didn't have the same screen time, obviously, but... He was really good. He was really, really good. Like, he was really, really good. The the anger, the passion he used to, like, um, represent her in court, everything, he seemed so real. I was like, uh-uh. And the funny thing is that the, the lawyer in real life, his name was Don Crowder. He's dead now. His name was Don Crowder. He wasn't even like a criminal law, like a criminal lawyer in the game. I think he was a civil lawyer. He wasn't even experienced in the in the whole criminal law thingy. He was a civil lawyer. I think he was even from her church. So this was a completely different uncharted territory for him. And he delivered. Like I mean he did deliver because he helped her. But Tom Pelfrey himself, he did a very wonderful job by representing his character. <clears throat> I really loved. The last two episodes was when, as they showed him in his full, because the, the last two episodes are like when the trial was fully like documented and shown. And I was just in love with what he did with the character. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. So that's like one thing I really liked. Like I said, the cast, the cast sold it for me. Everybody did an amazing job. The person that played Bertie's husband, he did an amazing job. Everybody did an amazing job. Like, the cast was really good. But then, apart from the cast, I think the story was interesting. 
the way the story was written, even if it's based on true events, but the way they were able to portray, the way they're able to like space it, the events, the details. Oh my god, the details. The details were amazing. They made everything was like checked. I just feel like they did they did a lot of they did a lot of research and made sure everything was like checked. Because when you watch this series, like even the costumes and the cars, it really gave that whole nineteen eighty vibe. And obviously that's what you should expect from a movie, but you would you would as you're watching it you you'd see yourself like in the whole nineteen eighty Texas vibe. Everything was I loved what they did with the costumes especially. The olden day clothes, the TV, the meals, the conversation, the accents. Ah it was so perfect. Like they literally got it like ten over ten. As in ten over ten. That's why I love the series. And you guys know I always recommend the best for you guys. So this this is like ten over ten in that regard. The team did an amazing job. The director did an amazing job because I was able to see what he was trying to show us. Like it was it was that good. It was it's a very good series to be honest. And the first time I, I saw the trailer of Love and Death, I was really hyped, I was like, Oh my god, yeah, Elisa awesome because I love her. But I wasn't even expecting this to be honest. Because when you start the story, you see how the story is told like step by step, you're following it. Is it's taking you through different emotions. You are curious here, and then some parts you get angry, and there's parts you get really emotional, and there's some parts you don't even know where you get emotional for. Like you feel like you shouldn't be emotional for this person, but then they bring out that emotion for from you for somebody that you feel that shouldn't have that emotion. It was just perfect, to be honest, and I really loved the way they were able to capture and portray the story. I honestly love it, and. Ten over ten, like I'm really pushed. <laughs> I'm really pushed to um, re- uh, rate it ten over ten, which I rarely do. But I honestly cannot find any faults in this series. Not not even one. I cannot find any faults in this series. Like even right now, I'm still thinking, and I I still can't find any faults. Like it was it was so it felt so real. It felt so real. It felt so real. Like it felt like the characters were actually there and we're seeing what actually transpired between these people between these people's lives and i feel like they selected the best people for the job and every character they gave a particular actor was where they were more experienced in let me explain what i mean as well Olsen is an amazing actress as i said but one thing that she is like an expert in is expressing the emotions and the feelings of the character through her facial expression. Like that woman can make you feel anything that she wants to make you feel through a character. And I feel like that was the perfect cast for Candice Montgomery for everything that was shown. You understand? So it was just like perfect casting. Okay, yes, this is Elizabeth Austin that can do this job for us. Check, we're going to get her. Even Alan Gore, who was um, the husband of Betty Gore, the, the man that she had an affair with, that, that Candace had an affair with, was played by, um, <clears throat> excuse me, was played by Jesse Clemons. And if you guys know that guy, oh my god, damn, that's another amazing actor. 
and apart from him even acting as per an actor, he, he changes, this how he changes his body structure to fit that particular character. Now, if you see him in Love and Death, you would not even believe he's the same guy, like, if, when you see him regularly. He got plump, and, like, he got, like, plumpy to fit the character, the, to fit the real person, the real Alan Gore, because the real Alan Gore was a plumpy guy, was kind of a plumpy guy. So he, he had to like change his body and he's very known for doing that, um, Jessica Moss. He's very known for doing this kind of stuff. So that's what I'm trying to say. They just chose the writing for the job and it was properly taught. It was a properly planned <laughs> thought as in everything was perfect and it was very well executed. And I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect than that. So... Ah, uh, yeah. I know you guys say that I'm hyping it so much, but trust me, it's literally worth the hype. It's literally worth the hype. And if you're a fan of true crime, you'd love this series so much. You'd love it. So, yeah, these are the things I really liked about the series. I mean, yeah. It did make me feel, like I said, it did make me feel a little bit weird. Like, I was kind of unnerved. But, yes. And something else I'd like to point out is, throughout the entire series, there was not like there wasn't a, a scene where the the actual um murder happened like the actual action they, they didn't show us i even felt like they wouldn't have showed us also because nobody was there in actuality to like see what happened but on the final episode they did show us like what and i like the fact that they kept it they, they suspended it till that particular time. It was like a suspense. And then, even if it wasn't like complete, because obviously nobody was there to know actually what happened, you understand? But they were able to piece it from different, different information they got, from even Candy's testimony and everybody, and like the, how the body was found, the pictures that were taken, the police report. So they were able to piece it and then, um, like, create a scene of what might happen. And it seemed really... Like sensible and I like the fact that they kept it to the last episode so like I said this series was well executed and I completely recommend to like everybody that wants to watch it this is the end of today's episode and I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you guys would I mean if you haven't seen the series I hope you do see it you would actually love it yeah, and if you haven't listened to my last episode, please, 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 after this one, go ahead and listen. It's also another interesting episode, definitely. So, this is the end of today's own. Thank you guys so much for always listening and always tuning in. I appreciate you guys so much and I'm so grateful. Okay, um, I'm going to drop another episode on Friday next week. I will drop it on Friday. I'm I will definitely drop on Friday and it's also going to be another series I know a lot of you would have heard about this one but I'm not going to say the name until Friday and I hope you have a lovely weekend ahead of you I hope you have a lovely week ahead of you and um, yeah thank you so much until next time bye